basically, like I, this program I've taught in consistently now since 2008, um, pretty much year round. Well, I think I had last summer off, and that was the first time I hadn't taught at least one class over the last six years. Um, and so, uh, so over time, I've kind of like figured out like what separates the people that come into this and actually end up becoming designers from the people that it's just another thing that they sort of spent time doing. Like they spent time doing an undergrad, and that didn't really go anywhere, and then they spent time working in a career, it didn't really go anywhere, and then they did this, and that doesn't really go anywhere. Um, so I'm gonna go over kind of like my, I don't know, my like tips for how to do this program, and then to like actually be working and doing what you wanna do. Um, so to start with like a basic assumption, which is that on some level, if you're here, like something isn't working currently. Um, maybe it's just that you don't like have the body of work, but on the other hand, like you don't have a body of work because you didn't get to, like you didn't get to make it already, or you didn't get to go do the thing that you wanted to do already that would prepare you for doing what you want to do, right? Like nobody really wakes up and goes, oh, it would be awesome if I didn't have free time anymore. Like wouldn't that be great? Like I'll work all day. And then I'll come to MCAT, I'll spend a whole bunch of money, and I guess you don't have to be here on Saturday anymore, but you're still gonna have to spend a lot of time on this stuff. Um, and I didn't do a program like this, but I did slog through a community college for like four years before I came to MCAT, like working in movie theaters and doing all kinds of random stuff, um, and working a lot. So I feel like I, I can relate on some level towards like grinding. Um, so, all of that said, my basic assumption is that like something isn't working and that but you're really serious about like doing graphic design and being really good at it because you could have done something else where like you'd get some experience and you'd learn some software but you wouldn't be like amazing so that first thing that is going to like scare everybody and i don't really mean it literally is that whatever you're like currently doing you kind of need to quit now and i don't really mean that you need to go quit your job but what I do mean is that you need to be committed to the idea that at some point there has to be a deadline and you have to like pull the plug on your current life. Um, that every student I've ever seen that doesn't kind of move into the field after this program is done, they kept the same job the entire time. And that once the bills started coming in or once they were close to coming in to start paying back loans, all of a sudden it was like, oh, well, my job's not that bad. I can do freelance design on the side. It's like all the kind of wishy-washy nonsense. But I've seen people like pull the plug on a really good paying like banking job the summer of the like first year and do shitty internships and work in coffee shops, but then be full-time in an agency the summer that they're out of here. Um, so whether like the degree of how literally you take that is kind of up to you. But I would say if the job you have right now is not what you plan on doing, once you're like legit, like I am a graphic designer, I have this degree from MCAT, I am awesome, I've got this portfolio, start like mentally getting prepared for, I'm quitting the shit that I'm doing now. Like whatever that job is, like you're not gonna be like, I really like the people I work with. You're like, you can't jump into the field seriously if you're kind of stuck doing this other thing, like if, even if it's to take risky contract positions that are only three months contracts, you've like those are still full time three months. You have to like cut the cord, and if you don't do it before you're done, someone will offer you that contract. No matter how good it is, you'll be like, oh, but then I gotta quit my job. 
and you're not going to want to do it. So like, start gearing up for this idea that like, if you have a full-time job, you're going to set a deadline and you're going to quit that thing before you have a chance to use it as like a security blanket. Um, now, if you love that job and somehow being a, a trained graphic designer is just going to make that job better, Hey, disregard what I'm saying. <laughs> On the other hand, I question whether you should be here because you could probably just get better at the place and you don't need to give up your social life for two and a half years. So, but the other things I've seen, like um, I'm not going to name names, but like the best student I've ever had is also the worst student I've ever had. Um, but uh, at some point he said, like, do you think I should quit my job and get like an internship? And I was like, I don't think I should tell you this, but yeah, you should totally do that. Um, and the amount that he improved the second year was like phenomenal. And then because he had started like really being engaged in the field, um, the opportunities sort of kept popping up. And like the sort of beautiful thing is he's only been out of the program for a couple of years, but his portfolio isn't any work that he did here anymore because he kind of sucked. But like he was committed to it, and that was the thing that mattered. He was like committed and enthusiastic, um, and he quit like a like a comfy banking job, um, and I, it's kind of always works like that. And it's a scary thing to hear because you're actually here with the idea of like, oh, I think I'm a full time job, and I can do this, and that's totally on a technical front true. But on my kind of like pop psychology front, like it's not true. You have to quit before you're gonna have a chance to fall back on the, the job that you have. If you don't have like a, a full-time job, if you have three part-time jobs, then you're fine. Like that's gonna be great, because you can quit one of your part-time jobs, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, like this is one of those things where like, you know, if you have a coffee shop job, like don't let anybody judge you. Like this is awesome to have a coffee shop job right now. Or like if you work at a gas station or whatever, like I would be super psyched if I was um, doing that, because it's like so much easier to do this and have a job that like there's no demands on you besides that you're there. Um, so that's like my first thing. Quit. Uh, the the next one is like, and I talked about this a little bit. The orientation is the scheduling, so that you can actually do this work. So like someone crazy in this room will manage to live the lifestyle that they've been living like for the last couple of years and just sleep less. Like someone will be able to do that. Most of us can't do that. Um, it's a terrible idea. If anyone has kids, you totally can't really do that because you still have to wake up at 6.55 to get cereal and put on um, Curious George and Netflix or whatever. Uh, I'm being autobiographical. But uh, like sleeping less <laughs> isn't really an option unless you develop like a speed habit. And that's not really an option either. So, but like you don't have free time to do this. Like, like you've paid money and now you have to be here, so it makes sense. Like, oh no, I'm busy on Wednesday nights. But the key is like you gotta start telling people like you're busy on Tuesday and Thursday nights too, and then you're busy on Sunday afternoons, and you like are carving out real time for this. Um, and I totally recommend like open a spreadsheet, list out Sunday through whatever Saturday, starting at whatever time you normally wake up to when you normally go to bed, and put down like all the things you always do. Um, whether you want to be doing them or not. So even if you pretend that like, like oh, I shouldn't watch, like, like mine is like to watch the run for the family value at 10, right? Like I can pretend like, oh, I don't do that all the time, like whatever, but I totally do it all the time. Um, and I need to be honest that that's on there because then that's actually time I can grab if I get sort of committed and I have that kind of pain point of like, 
well, I can't not do that, and I can't not bring my kid to the park, and I can't not, I don't know, do actual graphic design, but I can stop watching The Family Guy, and uh, I don't know, I can go to Chipotle like two or three nights a week and not have to cook and do dishes, whatever that is. You can't really make that informed decision, and it's just like having a budget. You know, like none of us spend money on coffee if we're like pretending to do a budget. But if you're like realistic, you're like, oh my god, I spent $12 a day on coffee. Um, it's the same thing with your time. Um, and you don't want to get in that sort of position where all you're doing is kind of like freaking out about deadlines and kind of constantly doing the work the night before. Like, you want to be like a professional. Like, this is one set of work time. It's got like outside uh, kind of consequences, so it's really easy to be motivated to be here. But you want to have like that motivation that like, yeah, Tuesday from whatever time, you know what I mean? Like, if you have a part-time job, it's like Tuesday from noon to five is like, like one of my work sessions. Like, nothing is allowed to happen during that time. Like, I don't pick up the phone. I'm not grocery shopping. No, I can't, like, meet you for coffee. You know, whatever those things are, because it's like, that's when you're in the office, like, whatever your version of the office is. Um, because that's the kind of thing, too. It's like, once the program is over, if you've already trained yourself to be, like, rigid and disciplined about working, then all of a sudden, you know, 10 hours a week of time open up, that's going to be amazing. So you're like, oh, sweet, I can move some things around, or maybe I can start watching movies again, or whatever those things are. But uh, I would be, like, brutally honest with, like, how do you spend your time now, and what can you rearrange? Um, you know, can you get somebody in your house to do something that you normally do? Like, even if it's something stupid, like, Doing the laundry takes a lot of time, you know, or, um, so like, don't even do the laundry. Go to Rainbow, like on Hennepin, and pay them the 20 bucks a week and let them do your laundry. And I'll fold it up really nicely and it'll be super bright, so. Um, but, uh, but you don't want to just kind of pretend like, oh yeah, that's fine, I'll, I'll figure it out, I'll, I'll make time, because you're just going to be stressed out and freaking out all the time. You're just, you're going to be the person who's like, constantly did like, scrambling to like, finish the thing up at 5.55 every day. Um, running along with that is like having a dedicated workspace or a number of dedicated workspaces. Um, so, like some people never really get in the rhythm of like being able to come into a room like this, kind of temporary room, and just get down to work because they're like, oh, I don't have this and all this, the chair's not comfortable, and, and so on and so forth. It's like, well, what can you bring with you so that when you are in the room, you're totally comfortable and you can get like motivated to work? And it's like. You know, I don't know what it is, like a freaking pillow or a blanket that like makes you feel like more cozy or comfortable, but it's like you have your headphones, you have like the music that you need to have on, whatever, you have to like have the books like stacked up on the table that make you feel like you're being serious, like oh, that's the book I'm trying to make something better than, this is what I do. Um, not, not around town, that's a pain in the ass, but like in my own office, like there's a stack of books where I'm like, I'm going to make shit that's so much better than this. Um, never do it, but whatever. But like that idea, like the things that make you feel like you're being serious about working. Because a lot of people come into this, like, well, I have a work class, and they just can't shift on, and it's just a waste of time. And then they go like, oh, maybe can I like go home? I was like, come on, you're not going to, like, 7.30, you're going to go home and like be like, oh, yeah, I'm super motivated to work right now. Like, you just got out of class. Like, you're not going to be. So it's like getting in the habit of, like, figuring out what it takes for you to work and be focused, but then also, like, just having, like, your mobile office, like, having your dedicated space at home, you know, like, if you work on the kitchen table or something, then make sure that that kitchen table is clear all the time, so that if you just have the impetus, like, oh my god, I need to do something, that you can just sit down and do it, and not, like, 
I gotta move the magazines, recycle the newspapers, do some dishes, like blah blah blah. There's this great line in um in a, the David Lynch book about like meditation, about the importance of like having all your workspaces set up that like you know, I guess he makes furniture apparently, because that's the example he uses that like the 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 wood shop is always clean. So that like when he's like, ah, oh, I want to make a chair, like boom, he like just runs and goes and does it. And he doesn't have to be like, ah, oh, I have to sweep the floor and do all this stuff, all this like procrastination, but it kind of needs to be done. So like, get in the habit of like wherever it is you're gonna work, especially if it's like a communal space, like start to own it in a way where like you're still cool to your roommates, but like they also know like don't leave your plates and pizza boxes on my table. You know what I mean? Like get that stuff gone and like wink up to the table. Uh, <laughs> I think like these little things are like super critical. And then the last one is like to really focus. So like I already said the thing about like when you're here, like don't have Facebook open. Um, the biggest like my screensaver says like WWGRD, which is what would Gerhard Richter do. And it's literally like I think about Gerhard Richter, like he comes in his studio, there's not even music playing. There's just like the canvas and the paint, and he's like gonna paint. He's not gonna like you're not gonna paint and be like, oh, let me check Twitter. You know what I mean? Or like, you're not gonna like turn on some music to kind of distract himself from the fact that painting is hard. Not that you shouldn't listen to music. But most people need music to be productive. I think your hard work is a distraction. But it's like, he's just prepared to work. And like, I try to remember this, like I have to do it because like I'll end up with like Safari open with like 30 windows. It'll be like, here's my weird thing of like Japanese noise music and I have a 20 blog spot blogs open. And then like, here's this other weird thing of like, I'm obsessed with Scientology right now, so that stuff's all open. And it's like, I guess I quit out of it. I try to keep my email closed until it's like, I try to have a couple times a day where it's like 10.30, it's time to check email for a half hour. Like get, just get through as much as I can and then close it and be done with it. Um, there's tons of evidence, like you can research any number of things about like the, the time kind of efficiencies of task switching. But, um, but in general, like one of the best habits you can possibly make if you want to be like productive, and especially when you have very little time to do the work, is like only do the work when it's that time. Like if it's time to do email, then don't pretend like you're working. You know, if it's time to like get angry on Facebook, then like just be like, oh, this is my angry on Facebook time. I'm not gonna pretend like I'm doing productive work right now. It's like it's time to go block a bunch of people, um, whatever that is. Uh, that's super critical. I always have like people who like get used to like the work time in here and they have like a movie playing. Like you're lying to yourself if you think you can watch a movie and work at the same time. Like you're completely deluding yourself. Um, if anybody does that, like I'm sorry you're deluding yourself. At least they acknowledge the fact that you're lying to yourself and that you haven't prioritized work to the point that you can shut off a movie um, and that you have yet to get to the point of like taking joy in the work that you do. Because like once you decide that like this is what I'm doing, I love it, I'm committed to it, it shouldn't be a problem to then not have to watch Orange is the New Black while you're doing that, or The Wire, as it may be. And okay, and then this one is about like the short philosophy. Don't worry about quality of your work. Um, worry about your effort, and worry about whether you care and whether you're trying. Like someone in here. It's going to be super apparent, like kind of knows what they're doing, and all I can do is push them further. And someone else is going to be apparent, has no idea what they're doing, and I'm trying to like kind of help them figure it out. And then everybody else is like between there. Um, and someone's going to see that person that knows what they're doing and get intimidated and think like, oh, I'm not good enough, blah, blah, blah. And it, it's simply not true. Like 
Don't worry about quality. If you work, and if you're committed to it, your work will get better. And then the other sort of dirty secret of the world is like graphic designers always complain about how their clients don't have taste, which like they don't. So like whenever you think like this is some that do, but in general, like let's say you've had a client, you did awesome work for them, and they let you do whatever you want, and it was like they just totally trusted you, and then you quit or like you got a job, and then they hired another designer, and everything was terrible. I'm like what happened? I thought they had good taste. Like, no, they didn't have good taste. They just listened to whatever the graphic designer tells them to do. So it looked like they had good taste because they were working with you and you're a genius. And then later they're working with this hack and they're making bad stuff. This is like what 99% of all clients are like. So the very kind of dirty secret is you don't actually have to be good. This is a weird thing to say. You should be trying to be as good as possible because that's going to help you sleep at night and that's going to like give you joy in doing this work. But, um, but like, some, you can go to some portfolio day and some dude from like, uh, some agency can tell you you should quit. This happens all the time to people. Some asshole from an agency is like, you should probably like really just quit now. It happens. It's a t and, it's, and it will screw up that person and it's really hard for that person to be like, well, it's just one dude who said that. Everyone else around you like believes in what you're doing and is like supporting you and pushing you further. Um, and, uh, and some people actually do that. Like they will quit. Or they'll have like an interaction with like a teacher who's like an asshole who tells them like, oh, I, like you're obviously like not serious about this. But what they mean is like they don't like the work, so therefore they're saying you're not serious. Like I might hate your work. It's like a safe bet, actually, that I probably don't <laughs> like the work. But that it's not about me. It's about helping you do what you want to do. Um, so anything about like quality, talent, it's all bullshit. The world totally doesn't care about quality or talent. So and like and embracing that is really critical for like being able to enjoy working. Because if you're trying your hardest and you're doing something you believe in it and you love the work that you're doing, you're having a hard time getting clients, or you get fired a lot. Maybe I don't know. Why would you do that? Um, <laughs> maybe you can't keep a job. Like you just like constantly get fired. They kind of call you incompetent. Um, and it's just like not working. Eventually, you're gonna find a situation that works. And luckily, this is like a low stakes kind of game. Like you can take a long time to figure to find the right fit. It's like totally fine. But as long as you believe in what you're doing, and you have like that ammo of being able to like continue to work. If you have to do your own projects to do so, like you're gonna do it. But um, but the problem with like being caught up in the idea of quality is like you're actually talking about like what other people think is important. And that you could chase after what other things people think is important, but like you're not really going to be happy, and eventually like they're going to kind of discard you. You know what I mean? Like people sort of chase after whatever's popular. Once it's not popular, they either get sort of discarded because like, oh, they're the person that did that thing that used to be cool, but we don't like it anymore, so screw them. And everything sort of cycles. So I just think it's super important. Like believe in what you're doing. Try your hardest. Even if every critique sucks. Even if I'm an asshole every week, and I'm just like, oh my god, you have to start over. But don't quit. Like, like as long as you're trying, if you're putting in the time and you care, that's literally the only thing that matters. You can have the worst experience here ever. Constant C's, and in five years you might still be the person that's like, like whatever designer of the year, like whatever best in show of the like AIGA like national awards or whatever. It's totally possible and likely. And I just think about like the worst student I ever had for like the first year that he was here was like the best student, not quite work-wise the second year, but definitely in motivation. 
I really like he got some award the other day from, and I'm not going to name the thing, because I don't like David Civic, but like, and the thing is he was awesome. The whole time I like believed in him, even when my work sucked. It wasn't like I said, oh, this sucks. I just thought like, okay, we're going to have to like keep kind of pushing. We'll eventually get somewhere. But he like cared, and you, that's all that matters. So like, if you feel like your stuff sucks, like one, it does suck, but then pretend like it's awesome. Because like, you made it and you care about it, and I think like, if you just run around deluding yourself, like, I'm awesome, I'm the shit, I'm only getting better, that's like the best philosophy that you could possibly have. And it's fun, like, acknowledge that it's a delusion and like, push ahead. Um, and then my last thing would be, and this is like a big one, I think, with sort of success in this program, is like, this is like your new kind of social circle, embrace it. Like, uh, don't be the person, what, there's no Saturday classes, it's really weird. I like, don't be that person that always is the first one out of the room for lunch and never like eats with anyone else. Um, and anyone who's like gone to school already knows that like the people you go to school with like usually affect your career. Like they're responsible for all kinds of things that happen for you. Like they put in a good word for a job and like that's how I, I teach because it's someone I went to school with and like the, the books that I've gotten to like write and design were like because of someone I went to school with. Um, so you have this like small tight-knit group. You're all going to get that same level when you get out. You're all going to end up helping each other. So like embrace that like, like treat this like grad school. Like you guys are in this together. If you like don't like anyone, pretend that you do and convince yourself that you do. Like do like the um. I can't remember if it's like a Buddhist thing I read or if it's like from The Secret, but like just write down one thing you like about every person in the room. Be like, oh, like I like Sarah's shoes. Like whatever, it doesn't matter, but like like fill yourself up with like positive associations with a lot of the people here. If you're especially if like you're antisocial and weird. Um, but like convince yourself and just totally embrace it. Like by the end of the two and a half years, it should be really common that everybody is always getting together on the weekend. That's like what should happen. And I can always tell the person that's like not going to kind of get anywhere because there's always one person that doesn't do that. And for whatever reason, that one person is also the one person that never seems to find a job. And it's probably because not being able to get along with the people around you means that you're not like someone that anyone wants to hire. So um, really like em embrace this. Like you guys are in this together. You spend a lot of time together. So like have at it. And immediately it should be like, there should be no clicks. There should just be one giant awesome click that intimidates other people when you walk in, right? Like you walk in, there's a fucking gang. That's what it should be like. Um, so that is, that's my like general kind of spiel on like surviving this program and doing really well at it. That's that, thank you. <laughs>